Get ready. Three, two, one. Let's go! Hello and welcome, witches. You're listening to Witchcraft Grenade, where we do no harm, but we take no shit. Now today, we're going to be talking about spiritual bypassing, as well as introducing ourselves and talking about what we're going to be doing on this podcast. So, grab yourself a drink, twist one up if you're about that life, and let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Witchcraft Grenade. We want to thank you guys for sticking out the time that it has taken for us to actually get an episode up. Seeing as we had some <laughs> technical difficulties, uh, we had an episode recorded, and then my hard drive decided to take a shit for other stuff that we had. So here we are, starting over with our podcast. I am your host, Cloud the Pagan Rapper, and I just want to say, people, it's Pork Roll, not Taylor Ham, all right? well hello everyone i am lady book dragon and i am so enthusiastic about corgis i talked a couple of jehovah's witnesses off my doorstep yes that is awesome i didn't even realize they were jehovah's witnesses until after they left and i look at the pamphlet they gave me i'm like oh that just happened (laughs) that's awesome and it's my it's my my sibling's favorite story to tell people that is awesome it's 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 pretty funny. So, this being our first episode, again, I guess we can kind of call it episode one point <laughs> five, if you will, or uh, episode one. It's like 2. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one that one meme you see going around. It's just like I wish I was fourteen again. I want to fuck up my life different in in some different yeah. way. I have no ideas. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So. One of the things that we plan on doing with this podcast is, you know, talk about witchy topics, having some fun segments, but we want to have fun with what we're doing, but still come off relatively educational and really just the idea behind this is real witches, real talk. So, Lady Book Dragon... This being our first episode, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself. A little? A little. <laughs> a little. You did kiss okay, the Barney so, Stone. So. I did kiss the Barney Stone and now I can't shut up, but I was going to save that for another episode. Uh-huh. Well. Um, <laughs> so, long story short, I was raised, raised Roman Catholic, and I'm sure a lot of uh, recovering Catholics, as I found out, were called... Uh, will understand why I left the church. It doesn't really let you... It does. The parish I grew up in was very nice. They weren't like, you're going to go to hell. They were very nice. But it's just like, they didn't like questions. Like, okay, well, if Adam and Eve are the only people and then they left, did their children have sex with each other or were there other people or and, and how those other people get there? That you don't... You get a lot of non-answers if you ask stuff or like, why can't... A woman be anything other than a nun in the church yeah and it's just like i got tired of the non-answers and they just expect <laughs> you to have faith and that's why the answers aren't given 
Exactly. And I was viciously bullied in elementary and middle school. And when you don't have peers that respect you and you can't really turn to your church, it does not go well for you. Right. I understand that. So, yeah. So, (coughs) I want to say 12 years old. Like, I, I, I threw everything I had into Catholicism. I was an altar dancer. I was an altar server. I said, it's Merry Christmas. It's not Happy Holidays. Uh, I was one, one of those, those assholes. People. Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. I was just like, I was trying so hard to be the person that I thought the church wanted me to be. But I just ended up making myself more miserable. So, you know what? Little, little insight to those people who are trying to force their beliefs down your throat. Maybe there's something in them that they're not happy with. Agreed. But, you know, you know just, just, just throwing it out there. It's still not right. But, so, at like 12, 12 years old, I, 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 I... Just had it. Well, it, <laughs> I, I just had it because at eight years old, we moved into this house that my parents still live in and it had a red eyed man who is a fucking coward. And you want to know why (laughs) you never fucking hear about red eyed shadow man It's because they never fucking come to adults. These creepy little motherfuckers get their kicks off on tormenting kids that don't know any fucking better because they're too weak. They're fucking too weak. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Let we're, we're not family friendly, but it's just like they are too weak to face an adult and try to spook them. No, they got to go to the children like a fucking that creeper. That's fucking great. So, but it's like, so awesome. eight that happened. I, I prayed so hard for God to protect me and he never did. And at 14, I became agnostic. I started studying witchcraft, but I didn't like have the balls to really drop what I was believing in and take this path that I really connected with, but it was so against everything I was raised to believe. I was like terrified of it, but I really want, it's like, I want to, but I shouldn't, I want to, but I shouldn't. But so like 10 years of reading and finally after moving out, I met you cloud and uh, I actually started practicing, and I've been practicing for almost five years now. What happened to the red-eyed man, you ask? Well, when I was 21, yes, that long, that much time had passed. I finally told him, I have enough of this. I'm not scared of you anymore. It was like midnight. I remember this night. I'm getting a glass of water. I, I feel this motherfucker standing behind me. And he's just like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not scared of you anymore. I'm done being petrified of you. And I turn around, I'm ready to face this motherfucker. He up and leaves. Yep. Haven't, I haven't That's seen him since. It's like, really? <laughs> That's all yep. it took? So that that's my background in, in a nutshell. Um, I work as an orthodontic receptionist. I'm working on my first book. I'm trying to become a voice actor. And I'm obsessed with animals, as you will find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little about little old me um i am Mm -hmm. cloud the pagan rapper and yes i am actually a pagan rapper um (laughs) yes uh one of like four in existence to my knowledge um and i released my first album on the 27th of april and the pandemic pretty much ruined everything for me with that but that's fine we're God all doing what it, we Rona. have to do. And, um, you know, a lot of the pagan festivals and everything that I was planning on attending and performing at, a lot of them 
um, kind of got canceled, which makes sense because we all want to be safe. So I'm okay with taking a back seat on the music side of things for, you know, for right now. And yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I am an artist and I write music. I write poetry. I am the host of International Pagan Radio's YouTube channel. Uh, where I get to make artist spotlight videos and speak with other pagan musicians. And it's something that I'm really passionate about to be able to do what I can to help uplift the pagan community, especially from the musician side of things. And I also have a channel, which I am basically the mm -hmm. hub of Moon Willow Magic on YouTube. It's actually our coven channel, but I'm the only one that really posts all the time. But we're, we're getting there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am the high priest of the Moon World Circle, which is a coven based here in the lovely area of South Jersey. Closer mm -hmm. than Philly. Alright, we're on the better side of New Jersey, if you ask me. We um, are. We are. We, we will fight. We will fight yes, for this. I will die on that hill. I will. <laughs> we will die on this hill. No, but um, craft-wise, I, when I was 15 years old, I came across this book that a lot of people come across called Wicca, A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner by Scott Cunningham. And mm -hmm. after reading that book, it really connected with my values as a person and the things that I was interested in. And from there, I just went nuts reading and studying and then by 17 i was practicing in the broom closet and all of that mm -hmm. until i had a run-in with my family about it they found my books and they found my little makeshift altar and everything and Ooh, not i got told that if you're not catholic you don't live in this house so I started packing my shit. <laughs> and, um, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. So so my stepmom was going insane on me about practicing witchcraft. And I said to myself, you know what? I don't need this shit. <laughs> Being the young, oh false bravado, full of energy and thinking I knew everything 17-year-old. My dad comes home from work and was like, no, 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 no. You're not, no, no, unpack your shit. You're not going anywhere. And then him and my stepmom proceeded to have like a three-day-long knockdown, drag-out fight about it. Until finally, I was allowed to stay, and I was allowed to be a pagan in my house. Yeah. Now, my family still doesn't really get it, um, which is fine. I don't need them to, but at least we're respected now. Uh, but I've been in practice for over 20 years now. So one would figure something would have broke eventually anyway, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm a veteran of the U.S. military. Um, I take that space as a veteran very seriously as well. Um, I suffer from PTSD. And I am registered as clergy on Joint Base MDL, McGuire, Fort Dix, and Lakewood for to be able to... Uh, be reached out to by pagans on post when they reach post if they need be and they're looking for some form of clergy. Um, 
which is something that I also take very seriously. Even though nobody's reached out to me yet, but I am ready and able for that at any time. Uh, you do take it seriously, almost too seriously. Well, it's my passion. It's what I do, you know. I, I answered a calling, and I take it seriously. So, But I also like to have a lot of fun. I'm actually kind of a shithead. Uh, so, um, so we started this podcast. Lady Brooke Dragon and I decided that we wanted to do a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, you, you more had a vision of us doing a podcast than I was on yeah, board with it. I had, I had a dream where we were doing this podcast and it was something that we both really enjoyed and that we both got a lot out of and it was also a way for us to challenge ourselves to talk about topics and stuff now the name Mm -hmm. witchcraft grenade though (laughs) i think i'm gonna let lady book dragon tell this story on because it comes from an inside joke within our coven but i think you all should know so, by all means, you have the floor. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so we were at the Yule Bazaar, and there was this one shop, and I wish I remembered the name of it, because they, they had good shit. They did. But they had these glass bowls, like little like ornaments, but they had, <clears throat> like you know, sage and herbs and salt and everything in there, and I... I didn't look at the name. I was just looking at these orbs and asking them what they were used for. And she's just like, oh, well, it depends on what you put inside. And I'm like, oh, so if we smash this on the ground, it's like a witchcraft grenade. And everyone around me starts bawling. They're laughing so hard. And I'm like, what'd I say? All right. So, <laughs> so mind you. <laughs> like, they start laughing so hard. And I'm standing here like, what's so funny? Mind you, while, we're, while, we're, while this happens, right? Now, this is a Yule ornament (laughs) it's basically a spell jar but like a christmas ornament to be hung on your yule tree right and while we're doing this we're actually taking our seekers in our coven around from (laughs) store to store and explaining to them what all the tools do and what uh, so a lot of the gemstones do. Like, we had a stop at Lady Mystic Moon, and she gave our seekers a little class on gemstones. And, you know, like we were just kind of hitting all the bases and talking about <laughs> all of the things you could use for your altar and all this stuff. And this literally class is in session. And then here comes... So this is like a witchcraft grenade, right? So we just died laughing. And it's definitely one of those you had to be there things, but the irony of the situation was great. Like I was, I I was being serious. What are you laughing about? (laughs) And this happens with me all the time. I'll say something that's completely thoughtless, and everyone around me starts laughing, and I'm like sitting there, like, wait, what? Okay. (laughs) I guess I made everyone laugh. That's a good. I I guess this is a good idea. So so witchcraft grenade has been a running gag throughout our coven for the last three years since this happened. Oh, hell, I threw it in my novel. So, yeah, (laughs) witchcraft grenades are now in the upcoming novel. And this is, I think it's fitting 
for us to name our podcast Witchcraft Grenade because we're also going to be talking about a very random array of topics and talking about a very broad spectrum, kind of like when a grenade explodes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to come off sounding all, you know, arrogant and be like, yeah, it's witchcraft grenade, bro, because, like, boom, knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, that's not the point behind the name. <laughs> it, but, I mean, it, it works. It does work, but... It, it technically works. <laughs> so... It, it, we 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 had this. I had this dream. We talked about it. Lady Book Dragon's like, I'm in. Let's do it. And yeah, and the me you met um, five years ago would have said, "That's nice. Have fun." Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And and you, if you had told me I was be doing this with you, be like, "So what blackmail did you have, or what kind of drugs was I on?" You were on all of the drugs at the time. <laughs> all of the drugs. I am on life. <laughs> So, one of the things that we plan on doing every week, and this is going to be one of our opening segments to the show, okay, Um, is we want to make sure that the people out there listening, all you guys out there listening to this, know that what we're talking about is coming from a real witch in real practice, and... That we are doing our best to be our authentic selves while doing this podcast. So, this segment that we like to call Walk the Path, Not Talk the Path. Because Mm -hmm. to properly put the teachings of any kind of practice of witchcraft or traditions and incorporate those into your life is very important to the actual practice of witchcraft. So, we walk the path here. We don't talk the path. So, Lady Book Dragon, what did you do this week, or since it's the first episode, what have you been into lately that has you walking along your path? Well, um, thanks to Witch Talk, which we do we do want to get into Witch Talk later, but I'm just going to say right now, thanks to Witch Talk, I, I have really expanded on what you can do in witchcraft. I found pagan veiling is a thing, which I have had an affinity for scarves ever since I started my path. I've been collecting them. I had no fucking clue why. I've just been collecting them. I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then I'd be like, oh, when will I wear it? And they've all just been kind of hanging out in my closet away from my cat because he wants to play with them. But I found out pagan veiling is a thing. It's not cultural appropriation. (laughs) And I was like super stoked. So that's what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks is veiling with like nice bandanas or just wrapping it around my head. I haven't done actual like wrapping at work, but I'm practicing at home. And I even found this nice Facebook group for pagan rap. Pagan rappers? Uh, pagan, yeah. <laughs> pagan rappers. I am also a pagan yes. rapper. <laughs> you wrap your head in scars. I wrap my head. But, and it's been very supportive, very uplifting, and I find I don't bitch about work as much, which, don't get me wrong, I I work a four-day work week, and I am a total advocate for it. It's just, coronavirus has made my job super stressful, and being an orthodontic receptionist, I'm in the medical field, so I cannot really discuss what I do at my job, because it might violate HEPA as much as I want to 
go. Ah, bah, bah, this yes. guy. Disclaimer, I, disclaimer. I I'm sorry. <laughs> so we've already made this. We made the decisions to kind of cut work, kind of keep work talk out of our podcast. Yes. yes. Um, so now, me personally, uh, now l- literally two weeks ago. I took an entire week off from the coven and from self-promotion for my album and all of that and YouTube and everything that I do. I took the entire week off and I focused on doing some shadow work, um, which is something that I hadn't sat down and done in years, even though the idea of shadow work is literally the first thing that we go over with seekers when they come to take classes with our coven. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I took time to do my own shadow work. And then since then I have been having a very large flow of uh, writing a lot of poetry and kind of expanding on ideas within my own craft. Um, I've had pretty good movement on on my path and then all of our when I came back to the coven should I say we are now in the planning process of getting back up and running however we can mm-hmm. and yeah, I do think it's kind of funny because like a couple times of the week you tried to pop up I'm like the fuck are you doing here get back well shoot like i literally like shoot you off the chat like no 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 you said a week this well, hasn't been a we week. have so so we have a <laughs> coven group chat well we have uh several uh so we break our coven down with a family group chat for people to talk about everyday life and if they're having issues or whatever and then we have like an actual witchcraft chat just for witchcraft talk and then we have our our elders chat for the dedicated members in the coven um, so sometimes there will be like 200 messages, you know, and that's, oh my God, that's not nuts. to mention all of the Facebook hits I get and all of the other stuff. So I was like grabbing my phone and going through and swiping all the notifications aside. But then when I get there, I read something and I'm like, oh, hey guys. And Lady Book Dragon's like, you get out of here right now. You know, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, so, and, look, look, look. I'm your accountability buddy and your spirituality and your creativity. Yes. Everything else is for yes. your wife. But those two, I will be happy to be an annoyance. Yes. I love being an annoyance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of being a nudge as well, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are uh, creative and spiritual accountability yes. buddies because. He's the high priest, and I'm the high priestess, so we gotta kind of keep each other we, accountable and keep each other yeah, in check. Yeah, we, we definitely do a good job of keeping each other in check. That is one of the mm-hmm. things that... Uh, that's one of the reasons why I said, hey, I think, do you want to start training to be a high priestess? Um, yeah, and I thought you were nuts. I was just like, you, you, you're, oh, yeah, you're because cute. <laughs> you're cute. You think I can lead people. That's I, funny. Listen, there's... Things that you see in people, you know, there's things that people see in themselves in other people, and there's things that 
we don't see and we don't let ourselves see, which is moving us into our topic for the day, which we are going to talk about spiritual bypassing today. But before we do that, I just want to say, I am loving this glass of Baileys that I have in my hand right now. I am drinking Baileys Irish Cream today. Uh, This is another thing. Um, We're basically sitting here drinking while we're doing this podcast. So usually by the end of the podcast, we might be a little slack jaw <laughs> a little loose lipped um which is which is fine you know it's one of those things too if you don't like it don't listen you know it's fine oh it's whatever mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah we're enjoying ourselves while we're doing this because if you can't have fun doing what you're doing there's no sense in doing it, you know mm-hmm. so what, what are you drinking over there all right so i'm kind i'm a bit of a I want to say there's an alcohol I've never liked, but I would be lying because I really cannot get into those mass-produced beers. I, I mean, I not obviously neither of us are touching Corona, but I never liked it to begin with. <laughs> but like Bud White and all those beers, I just never liked it. It just tastes awful to me. Budweiser is awful, so I like more like local beers, like uh, Samuel Adams. I'll go for, but that's more of a regional beer. So. There is a brewery near me that is called Forgotten Boardwalk, and I am drinking their 32-ounce crawler, which is literally a 32-ounce can, and I affectionately call it Big Boy. Extra big is This is Big Boy can. <laughs> and this is the tower number four. It is an N-E-I-P-A, which stands... Which Stands for New England India Pale Ale, which is a unfiltered or double IPA that's very hoppy. So it, the description is bright and juicy with lyrics to no bitterness and bursting with notes of sweet orange and tropical citrus. If you like stuff that's hoppy, this is for you. If you don't like hoppy, you will think this is, is it bitter. Is like Hoptimus Prime? Dad Ha! <laughs> All right. No, there's <laughs> actually out. a craft beer but called no. Optimus Prime, and I think it's hilarious. Of course. All right. Uh, yeah, I love this brewery. This is where I asked my best friend to be my maid of honor, and they also do cat rescue events when before That's Corona super hit. Awesome. Because so they're they they're they're an awesome. I go there to test my self control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need another cat. I don't need another cat. Oh, but this one's so cute. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so, guys, we got to talk about something today. We got to talk about spiritual bypassing. And yes, I personally think that the idea of spiritual bypassing does have a little bit of merit given situations that you could be in your life. But it's also very possible to turn your spirituality into a crutch to where you stop taking responsibility for your own actions. Absolutely, positively. Um, It is not an awful thing. Sometimes it is a defense mechanism, as we will go into, but if you constantly rely on it, you don't grow. Right. You you don't grow as a person. Some things... You're you're witnessing life. You're not Yeah, there's some things that you have to take on for yourself to be able to learn the lessons that are there for you to learn. And 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the idea, and this happens in all religions too, it's not just witchcraft, you know, like the whole Absolutely. Jesus take the wheel idea, you know, it's like, or it's like, you know, I'm gonna let God sort this out, well, what if he doesn't, you know, <laughs> like, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, well, here you are going, uh, show me a sign, give me a sign, give me something, you know, and it's like, some. Yeah, well, it's much like when I was praying to have the entity removed from my room. God never removed the entity, so I just spiraled into depression thinking I was unloved and unworthy of love. Which, when you're, you know, 11, 12 years old and you think you're unworthy of love, that's, that's, I think we can all know how bad of a precursor that can be for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. But... I mean, like, so there's a lot of psychology behind this idea of spiritual bypass. And I know you Mm -hmm. love reading about what makes people tick and everything. Um, Yes. So. I'm one of those, I'm one of those white bitches that love to learn the psychology of serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started. Oh, God. That's for another episode. I'm just saying. (laughs) Aurora Tea Garden can't do it all herself, okay? She can't. <laughs> but uh, that's for another day. I'm sure that rant's going to come out eventually. But, yeah. So, I know you've done some research into the psychology of it. So, so what are you looking at with spiritual bypass? Oh. All right. So, the ter- the actual... A spiritual bypass or spiritual bypassing is a tendency to use spiritual ideas or and practices to sidestep and avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. The term was introduced in the early 1980s by John Wellwood, a Buddhist teacher and psych, uh, psychotherapist. Psycho, psychologist? No. No, psychotherapist. Yeah. So I went on to psychology today and there is a couple of articles on spiritual bypassing where it goes into it's used to compensate for challenging, challenging traits such as low self-esteem. Hello. Hi, it's me. (laughs) Uh, Social isolation, other emotional issues. They corrupt the actual use of the spiritual practice. That's very important to know. They corrupt the actual use of the spiritual practice. So, really, the psychological part is, the psychological part of the spiritual bypassing, it is, it is a defense mechanism for the brain to kind of try to pump the brakes, pump the brakes, say, I can't take anymore, I need to take a break, which is fine. It's perfectly fine. A lot of the way we see things if you break it down by the psychological standard is another way the brain tries to function. So, which is why I really like the psychology articles because you kind of try to figure out like, you know, why your brain is doing that. And if you figure out the why it's easier to kind of figure out how to fix it. Yes. So psychology today goes into you know, beware of spiritual bypassing. Why do we accept things rather? Why do we avoid things rather than accept them? Because spiritual bypassing as a whole is an avoidance. It is, like you said, Jesus take the wheel. 
So this is like, say, I was having an issue with someone that can't be resolved. I'll look at it like, you know what, there's something in them that's wrong with them and it's not me. And I'm just going to have, I'm just going to let this be what right. it is. That's a, that's another way of bypassing a situation. It's like, you're not, see, you're not looking at this and seeing, hmm, what could I be doing on this end? It is, well, it's all on this person. Yeah. I've, Which I've had that done to me and it's fucking frustrating. So one of my experiences that I have, you know, definitely turned to a spiritual bypassing was when I was in the military, you know, and I found myself overseas and, you know, I don't really talk about that much, nor do I plan on it, but to get, you know, to, to make a long story short, saw some shit, you know, um, and in the midst of dealing with that shit, I definitely turned to my spirituality and kind of unassumed responsibility for myself for a while through that. And you're right. It's definitely a defense mechanism that we use where we turn our spirituality in front and take a back seat for a while. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we hide behind the spirituality, which is not awful in itself, but if that is all you do, you're not being spiritual. Right. You're not, you're, you're basically tainting the very thing you're trying to impersonate. Now, when it comes to witchcraft in itself, and we're going to, we're going to kind of go into Wicca here. Okay. And I know not everybody that is listening to this podcast is Wicca. Perfectly mm -hmm. okay. You know, um, but the, the difference between the two, right? Wicca is your religious side of things. While witchcraft is an actual practice, okay? Witchcraft is a practice, and Wicca is the religion that incorporates witchcraft into its path. Well, it's a right. religion. It's not right. the religion. So, it's a religion, right? So, there you go. <laughs> see? See? Checking yep. each other. So, now, if you're looking at it, from a spiritual practice standpoint of witchcraft being your spiritual practice, whether you work with deities or not, it's still very easy to find yourself being reliant on casting magic. Or, you know, I have to have everything in order and I gotta make sure that I'm wearing this crystal this day and all this other stuff. When you do this, we do this as a focal point for our own energy to kind of see things through for the day, mm -hmm. right? It's also very easy to become overly reliant and to the point where you're anxious when you don't have something. You're not prepared for a situation that comes up because you don't have your tiger's eye on that day or whatever it is, you know, so like it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, even in Wicca, there's a lot of spiritual bypassing where people think they just, they can only be love and light. And it's just like, 
as long as I am love and light, nothing will harm me. Nothing will come to me. And I even, we had this discussion earlier this year where I was trying to be that love and light person. But then I'm like, I realize I have a lot of anger issues. I'm realizing this. I'm realizing that. And I'm like, it's not healthy for me to try being love and light all the time. No, it's it? not. Because you can't have light without the dark. Everybody has that little dark mm -hmm. side to themselves. Okay? If you bring me one person... <laughs> that has never been depressed or never been angry about anything at all in their life I, i've come bring them to me okay and then we need to like scientifically study that person because it doesn't exist <laughs> you know like everybody gets mad every it's not going to be all cupcakes and rainbows all the time it's not all love and light all the time and mm -hmm. so it makes sense, you know, and, and I myself am a practicing Wiccan. I identify as a Wiccan and I understand this. There's a lot of the love and light rule of three ideas, the harm none rule, for example, which I have kind of incorporated to myself as more do no harm, but take no shit. But, <laughs> you know, uh, um, yes, we, we we are very much the do no harm, but yeah, uh, but it, it's the ideas behind it do bring about bypass. Mm hmm. I did find this uh, very interesting article on lonerwolf.com. Uh, what is spiritual bypassing? And it says spiritual bypassing an enticing form of escapism. Which is also what we're saying. It's like you're trying to... You're basically masking the issues with your spirituality. And you don't want to work on them. Which is also... Which we would consider as avoiding your shadow work as well. But we'll do shadow work in another episode. Yeah. Because shadow work is a very... Intrinsic part of witchcraft. Yeah. Um, it's very important to do that. Especially when they say... Know yourself know your crap right oh uh, yeah so they go in this article it goes over the 10 types of spiritual bypassing people will say and we already went over the first one which i was doing and i admit i was doing is the optimistic bypass it's just like people are you know forcefully optimistic focus on the positive see the blasts out don't let frown get you down uh just this optimism is a, a way of avoiding reality there is the i i showed cloud this word and i still don't think i'm pronouncing <laughs> it correctly we're just going to sound it out aggrandizement bypass aggrandizement with aggrandizement so that I, I read more than i talk which you know i talk a lot so i read a lot <laughs> <laughs> this is a type of self-delusion that some <clears throat> spiritual secrecy is a way of masking their perceived deficiencies and insecurities it's Basically, people who are self-recreant masters and leaders and spiritually awakened souls, they're saying, oh, I'm so great. There's nothing that could possibly be wrong with me. They're like trying to push their issues away by, say, by inflating their own ego. There's also the victim one, which are, is a lot, used a lot by people to claim that they're empaths. They say, oh, well, it's not my fault I'm feeling this way. It's because I'm an empath and it's because of all you. Right. I'm doing this. Yeah. So they just, they push the responsibility onto other people using their spirituality. 
I like number four. It is the Psychonaut Bypass. I'm like, dude, Psychonauts, that awesome Xbox game? Okay. <laughs> and it's apparently... I'm sorry, That's I had awesome. to. I love Psychonauts. Awesome. But this is basically people who use psychedelic drugs, such as um, LSD, mushrooms, mesaline... Uh, to expand the mind and perception of existence, which is fine, but that's if that's what you're doing for your spirituality, just so you don't have to work, think about your issues, that's still bypassing. And then we have the basic bitch bypass. I'm sorry, they they actually said the horoscope bypass. Basic bitch bypass. This is I, okay, I so it's this. actually called the horoscope bypass, but. I'm calling it the basic bitch bypass. You want to hear about this? Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about this. We secretly see... This is word for word. We When we frequently look outside of ourselves for help and guidance, as was with the case of horoscopes and psychics, we are falling into tap of our... We are failing to tap into our inner wellsprings of wisdom and strength and allowing external predictions to control the, out bypass, the outcome of our lives. The horoscope bypass is derived from fear and mistrust of ourselves, our inability to make decisions, and our inability to deal with anything tough that comes our way. So really, if, <laughs> if you know, if Brittany, excuse you, or no, bless no, you, <laughs> if Brittany is saying, oh, if I see someone in a blue shirt, it's going to be an awful day, or uh, Sarah is going, well, I'm an Aries, that's just how I am. This is the horoscope bypass. They're going... You know what? This is what people tell me I should be. So I am going to be that way and say that's the reason I am that yeah. way. Uh, and you know what? Which is why I said basic there, bitch. Because everyone's just like, oh my god. I'm an Mercury's Aries. in retrograde. So everything's fucked uh, up. Terrible. Well, I have an entire book on Mercury retrograde and it's actually really cool. <laughs> but we'll talk about that one yeah. in Mercury. Are we in a, a retrograde? No, right? no, I don't think we are. Uranus. Uranus yeah, retrograde, right which people are panicking about, but I think that happens every yeah. year. Uh, see, people, I've studied a lot of things panic about... in witchcraft, but astrology is not one of them. Uh <laughs> yeah, well, Mer Mercury retrograde technically happens three, two to three times a year, and people are going, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. And it's like, no, it just means you need to be more cautious. Yeah, I mean, it does bring a shift in energy, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's completely bullshit. It does have an effect, but if you're smart and understand what you're working with and just use this as a guide to go, okay, so I should be avoiding this and I should be focusing on this, not going, oh my God, we're in con level two. Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> it, people just blaming the planetary alignment for their problems. Exactly. So, <clears throat> going on from the basic bitch bypass. I'm sorry. That's I the fucking best that. right there. The basic bitch <laughs> bypass. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no. You're you're pretty much dead on with that. But it, okay. So, I mean, listen. We're not knocking astrologers or psychics or anything like no. that because, like, no. I I definitely merit. I'm studying astral. I study astrology. Like, I'm studying it. I'm not an expert on it. I'm still like in that beginning stage. And I am also a textbook Taurus. Now, does that mean I'm going to say, oh, I'm materialistic, I can't control my shopping? No. Right. Does that mean, oh, I'm a homebody, so I should always say no to any social encounters? No. 
uh, I'm supposed to be stubborn, which I am. I fully admit I'm stubborn. That's why I kind of have to step back and go, you know, am I being stubborn about this whole situation? Probably. See, that's, Uh, yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm a Libra and, you know. So you, you, it's taking it into account and working with it. It's not going, oh, well, this is why. Yeah. And then not doing anything about it. That's, that's when it becomes bypassing. So going back to the list, we have the Saint Bypass. So the Saint Bypass is extreme, like black and white thinking, promoting the underlying belief that spiritual people can't have a dark side that would make them unspiritual. Oh. And this is an avoidance of ones. Da da da. Shadow self. Drink. Da da da. <laughs> Drinking. By open. By overcompensating for the guise of sweet heavenly exterior. Self-sacrifice is the major syndrome of this type of bypassing. There's spiritual guide, which seems very self, it very self-explanatory. Um, no matter who the spiritual guide is, they're going to protect us from whatever whatever we're doing. Saying, oh, I have a spiritual guide. It's okay. And doing whatever. That's now. Um, I know a couple of people that do that. Oh, my God. But basically, placing your faith in our being's power to ward off danger and keep us safe. Instead of believing in your own power, which is the core of witchcraft, is believing in your own power. Uh, Prayer bypass, a lot like the spirit guide, but it's just you, it's more prayer and uh, magic instead of spirit guides. The guru bypass is. Basically clinging on to a guru and say, and believing whatever they say. You have no voice of your own. The guru is your voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is how a lot of... The guru by- bypass, I feel like, is a lot, how a lot of cults get yeah, started. absolutely. And then they... Then it becomes psychological manipulation and gaslighting and everything. And we're going to go into that in our episode. And finally, it's the finger-pointing bypass. <laughs> the ostrich bypass? Which is... <laughs> the so it's just like everything is wrong uh, uh, the outside world is wrong other people are lo- wrong our lives are a self-righteous quest of finger pointing which is um instills us with the false sense of righteousness taking away the responsibility of looking inside and working Couldn't on ourselves possibly be my fault exactly yeah. so those are like that's how they broke it down and normally i'd be a little like eh of websites you know me i feel like if it's published in a book it has more merit any jack or molly can set up a website but this does have a lot of merit to what this article is like i said it's lonerwolf.com it's very nice and of course i did read some of it word for word but there's a lot more to the the article it's about 13 minute read so i recommend this nice. i i like because like you, you you don't think about it it's just like oh i do that Ooh, I do that. And it's just like, don't feel bad you're doing that. Feel good you're realizing you're doing that and you're going to take a step away yes. from it and real and take your power for yeah, yourself. Yeah, but you again. know, a lot of people are going to take it like, oh my God, I did this. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know, I, I do this, but it's because of this that happened five years ago. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. I'm a bitch, but it's okay. I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. You know, 
I'm vain. My brother is a Capricorn. He's kind of an asshole, but he's my I'm, asshole. I'm vain. I'm very vain. And it's mm -hmm. because I'm a Libra. Like, no. First off, I'm uh, I'm a Libra, and I'm actually not very vain at all. Uh, but Yeah. Well, my, my middle brother is a Libra, and he's very much about checks and balances. So he's very much his... And he's also a very snappy dresser. No, no offense, Lord Cloud, but he is hey. a very good dresser. So I wouldn't call him vain, but he is, as much as I understand Libras, he is a Libra. He's very, you know, not much about justice. He's actually in the military. Yeah. So, See, I'm all about fairness and justice and all of that. You know, like, I, I definitely mm -hmm. have my Libra traits, but I don't rely on them. I just let mm -hmm. them be a part of what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? That's me personally. Mm -hmm. Now... Like I said, there, it, spiritual bypassing has its merits at times, you know, especially yeah. during times of Basically, like crazy stress. <clears throat> yeah. So if, like I said, when I'm, I had an incident where I'm with a coworker and she's like, I haven't done anything wrong. It's all on her, but I'm not saying I'm faultless. I'm just saying I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm sitting here like, there's nothing I can do about it. What, whatever her bullshit will come back to her it's fine this is fine like that like that's just like that's a a moment for me to do spiritual bypassing because number one i can't call her a fucking liar to her face i can't call her a c-word to her face i can't say i can't smack her but i was getting so pissed my heart was like palpitating like palpitating like, I was rubbing my chest, like, I gotta get out of here or I might have a, a fucking heart attack. <laughs> like, that's how much bullshit this woman was Absolutely. spreading. And I did have to bypass this moment, like, there's nothing I can do. This is gonna come back and bite her in her butt. Because I understand my fault in the situation, but still. Yeah. So, I, I got a little something, a little, little treat here. Um, that's gonna kind of okay. lead us into our next segment. And kind of close up this idea of spiritual bypassing, okay? Um, and Ew. it's something that I plan on doing for every episode, if possible. And what this is, is an open letter to deity. Alright? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, given where we are in a society and especially with the current boom of witchcraft that is happening on TikTok and the ideas that are coming out from that and also the spiritual bypassing that we're talking about and as much as that is also talked about on the witch talk community as well and all of that I have written this letter to the goddess Ma'at the Egyptian goddess Ma'at okay so here we go mm. Dear Goddess Ma'at, These times we are living in are truly chaos indeed. It is within my humble opinion that now more than ever would be a great time for your seven pillars to come back and hopefully become a trend. Seeing as current trends seem to be all that really tickle a majority of humanity's fancies these days, I propose we work on getting these ideas behind your seven pillars to become the next witch talk trend. Hopefully, the hashtag baby witch community will follow this, 
and incorporate these ideas of truth, justice, harmony, balance, order, reciprocacy, and propriety, if only for the week or two that this train remains in prominence. Before it's replaced by magic using sweaty gym socks or hexing the moon or something ridiculous like that. Valuable lessons will be learned. Lessons of truth, being honest with themselves and others, all the way to the idea of propriety, handling their own business, and taking responsibility for their actions. To the point where people who consider themselves spiritual do not leave everything up to deity, thus spiritually bypassing the responsibilities and roles to be played in the play of life. For life, to not be constrained to the idea that within humanity, we are mere thespians, playing a role in some grand opera, we should stop acting and start being. Goddess Ma'at, the pillars you represent are truly seven core values of human behavior that we can all learn from. But remember, we only have 15 to 60 seconds at a time to get our point across, or else your ideas might just be swiped away with a single motion of a finger. Maybe a popular song and a picture of a cat will help keep your attention. Egyptians like cats, right? Who am I asking? Everybody <laughs> does. Goddess Maat, I thank you for these teachings. Fairly well and blessed be. <laughs> blessed be. <clears throat> so, we gotta talk about witch talk. We can't not start this thing and not acknowledge what is happening on this app. Uh, there's a lot of mixed information, I will, uh, I will say, to put it plainly. Um, and there's also, you know, some good information out there, too. Yeah, there, there. Uh, I had, I, I do have to say, my two favorite creators right now are in a war over ducks. I don't understand it, but I'm 100 percent here for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it, and I don't want to. They're, they're, they're like making duck crowns. One made a duck scepter. Now there's a duck sword. Now they're both making duck shields, and they're just trying to outdo each other, making things out of rubber awesome. ducks. And I love it. So TikTok in itself is something that. I was amazed at the amount of seekers that are on Witch Talk. I don't particularly care for the term baby witch. Um, I like. Yeah, we've decided seeker. baby witch is very. Yeah, insulting. I like seeker, <laughs> student, um, novice. novice is good. Yeah, but baby witch, really. It just sounds cute and you have to eat a steak. And you, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Like, but. It, but really <laughs> yeah it's just like the whole hexing the moon thing that oh. happened people were like oh my god we're a baby witch and we just hex the moon what do you think about that well it's just like well looking inside ourselves as a community do you think they felt that they needed to hex the moon to be taken seriously I mean they're gonna get fucked up <laughs> they're gonna get fucked up you know not what you do they get in fuckery <laughs> they get in yeah, It's like I think that was a giant call for attention and or and and I will say this, and I'm leaving this out there for anybody that hears it. If you actually hex the moon, I want you to come on this podcast, and I want to talk to you about it. And I'm not going to yell at you about it. I want to see what you were thinking when you did it. Yeah, we're we're not going to insult them like. I mean, I've never had the balls to do this because I'm kind of a coward. 
I mean, being completely honest about myself, I'm very on. We're 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 two very honest people. Yes. We are not holier than thou. We're like, look, we make mistakes yeah. too. We do, we do our shadow work. We're people. We just want to help I, you be a better self. I have self. done my share like, that's, of dumb shit in my life, especially uh, magically. Yeah. I, I am a dumb shit, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, when I first heard it, I'm just like, people are, this is a joke, right? So, and then, you know, people start freaking out where they're like, oh my god. There, there are people who are like, Artisus came to my room and she was injured and I had to heal her. I'm like, really? Bitch. She is a hunter. She's not wounded. She is yeah, pissed. I mean, one can look at it as and people were being even, disrespectful. Like people, people were making like fun of people. Like you don't know, you don't have to send anything to the moon. The moon's fine. I'm like, yeah, the moon's fine, but she's pissed. And if you remember your mythology, when you piss off gods, they are not going to just center it on the person that did it. They are going to go around. Yeah. They're going to take out the whole fucking You're dropping city. AOE. <laughs> and I want nothing to do with it. So I sent Artemis. <coughs> Um, I sent the, I sent, you know, Apollo and his sister some sacrifices like, hey, we're cool, right? We're cool. And, you know, their, their candles burned very cleanly. And I had the, so I, I just wanted to make sure we were cool. I didn't think they needed healing. I just wanted nothing to do with the shit storm that yeah, was coming. I, I can't though. Like, really? Really? That. That, I guess that is where you're going to put your energy into. You're going to try and hex the moon. First off, it's a fucking celestial body. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's literally a dead rock in orbit around our planet. And it reflects light. <laughs> and that's what it does. And it, 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 the gravitational pull helps our ecosystem maintain. At least your scientific definition, right? So, what is putting a hex on that going to really do for you anyway? So, it seems like the idea wasn't very well thought through to me, um, and I question if it actually happened. I think a bunch of people just said, yo, I hexed the moon. <laughs> yo, I'm cool, right? Yo, follow me. Yo, I need I need a hundred thousand followers. I hex the moon. Come follow me. You know, like I don't think mm. and, no. and until I see somebody that has video evidence of them doing a ritual that they actually hex the moon, I don't believe it happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's just like joking about it. I think it's just enough to kind of piss them off. Like enough people are like. Oh, we're powerful enough to do this, and they're like, "Excuse me, we say what now?" Please t say it again. Please, we implore I'm you. It's just like that. That's the attitude I'm imagining I'm coming from them. Powerful. And people were taking videos of their offerings, <laughs> like, "Oh, this is moldy. Look at this. They they are pissed." And I'm like, "Yes, they're pissed, but they don't need healing. They're just pissed, <laughs> and they have every right to be pissed." <laughs> it's just. Because it is disrespectful. It's mad it's disrespect. Fuck, man, you know? And they're going to get now, their shit wrecked. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But all of us witches know spells take time. Magic takes time. And also, uh, the fae fucking eat you. 
We probably haven't heard any more from them because the Fae fucking ate them. You know, the Fae are not your friends, people. I'd hate to break it to you. For those of you who actually understand the Fae, they're not your friends. They're not, well, you know, they can be. There is Fae magic, and if you understand what you're doing, it, they can be an asset to your magic. But, like, if you have no idea what you're doing, yeah, yeah you're fucked. It's just, it's just... Come on, you know, study your path. And if that's the path that you're interested in, learn it. And learn it well, you know? Like, don't just jump in and try to hex the fucking fae. Like, come on, you know? Well, like I said, I I read these books for ten years before I had the balls to do anything, and that's only because I had teacher. And now we're talking about witch talk, right? And we're talking about all of the negatives about witchcraft. But let's be honest here. There are some really good teachers on witch talk. And, you know, there yes. are a few creators that I really like. Um, I think we're, we're thinking of the We're probably thinking one. of Grammy Druid, right? She's, she's oh awesome. Oh my god, I love yeah. her! Um, and <laughs> She has such good advice, especially she was talking about when you do magic, make sure your hair is down when you have long hair. And I'm like, shit, I never even fucking yeah, thought like, of that. And, and this is an elder that is putting out good information, you know? And she is snark. I want to be this woman when <laughs> I'm her age. She is snarky. And there's, now there's another one that, that I kind of like. Um, and she has a YouTube channel, too, on here. And her name is Astra Rose. Um, I like her. She puts out good information. She asks good questions and stuff that make you think. But... The one thing that impresses me is she is actually, like, putting together an online school for witchcraft. Like, she's doing work for the community, you know? And that is something that I really commend, you know? Um, there's... You gotta, you gotta peel a lot of layers back from that onion on witch talk to get to the good stuff, the good information. Um, there is a lot of yeah, there people is this... on there yeah, there's... that have hundreds of thousands of followers and they have been in practice for like five months. And I'm like, really? Like... Yeah, thankfully, I don't I don't think I've come across any of those people, <laughs> I've thankfully. come across all of them, man. And it's like, really? How... First off, how the flying fuck do you have 100,000 followers on this app? Because I'm trying to figure that out uh, for myself because I'm a musician and that would be awesome, <laughs> you know? But, like, it's just, I don't, I don't, there's, there's a disconnect there, you know? Because a lot of the elders that are putting down really good information only have, like, 400 followers. And everybody's like, oh, you're gatekeeping. Like, no, they're putting out information that has been in practice in witchcraft for the last 40 years. You know, like, this is tradition. And if you're not about tradition, that's fine. But you still kind of want to read up on it so you understand where they were coming from. A lot of these people have dedicated their lives to... The craft and uplifting community and building the community that we have now. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, one of our coveners, you were asking for ideas on what would make some good videos for the YouTube channel, and he suggested, oh, why doesn't anyone talk about bone divination? And we're just like, well... <laughs> Well, we're pretty sure that's in a closed practice because none of us have any fucking clue yeah. about it. And frankly, we don't think we should go back around fucking with something that's probably in a closed practice. Yeah, I practice. mean, you can if you it's want to. It's just like, there's but, a reason yeah. you probably can't find any information on yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't see a whole lot of bone divination in books that you read. I'm sure it's in a few, mm -mm. but I mean, like, a lot of that, that kind of divination comes from, like, you know, voodoo or you know, Santa Rhea, and these um, are traditions that are mostly handed down through family bloodlines, not, like, something you're going to read on the internet and just be like, oh, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to read Bones because nobody else is doing it, you know? like. Yeah, on this one Netflix show that I really enjoy, and I hope they're doing another season, it's called Dark Tourist, and he actually does go to Africa to learn about... Uh, I forget the specific religion, so I'm not going to say hoodoo because I know it was in hoodoo, but a uh, religion in Africa that was, you know, sacrificing chickens and everything like that. And it's very fascinating to watch, but it, it I, 99% sure it is a closed practice, so he couldn't, like, film everything he did, but they were just like, oh, hey, this is what our religions about and he actually got inducted into the religion or the uh practice which it, it was very fascinating but i'm well, still waiting on a season I watched two a couple for that. episodes of that show and i was like this is cool but i didn't watch all of it <laughs> but yeah well i have an addictive personality as soon as i start something as soon as i start bidging something i like i finished legend of Korra along my three-day weekend oh, well, there you go as soon as it came onto Netflix, because I realized when it was coming out, well, I was an adult at work doing retail. I didn't have time to go through everything. So now that it's like, oh, well, now I have a stable set schedule. I don't have to work for three days. Hello, yes. Cora. <laughs> so <laughs> let me see what the type is. It, it, it is. Uh, Nick did do her dirty. I think Cora could have done a lot better if the creators were allowed to do what they wanted to do, but Nick did her dirty. Nickelodeon did her That's dirty. Up, man. So, in closing, I guess about Witch Talk, like I said, you gotta peel some layers back from that onion to find the good information, but th there is plenty of people out there who are putting out good information. Uh, I post on yeah, there every is... now and then, um... And usually I post about music, but every now and then I'll talk about a current trend. Like, I'm pretty sure I went off about that whole anime spiritual world thing. Oh my god. And uh, this multiverse idea of anime universes that people could spiritually connect with. And Yeah, the whole I stand with Bunny oh, incident. Oh man, like, okay... Which uh, is I, I, that we will unpack that in yeah, another we'll, episode. We'll talk about that in another episode. But our next segment for the show is something that I am very happy about. Uh, Lady Book Dragon, you are sitting on a very large trove of shiny things and a lot of knowledge. 
I think this would be the time to explain the origin yes. of my name, because obviously Lady Book Dragon is not my craft <laughs> name. But, so, Lady Book Dragon, uh, long story short, dragons like to hoard things. And I more like hoarding books than reading books. I have about 50 books in my to-be-read pile, but I have about 200 books on the shelf. So they do get read eventually, and they do not go on the bookshelf until they are read. And if you want to borrow from my hoard, I will blow flames at you. She's done it. She's not kidding. So, lady. Yeah. Just like, uh, also, um, I, I did have this running joke of being called Mother of Dragons for a few years now. And it started because I was collecting little dragon statues and then I got my bearded dragon and people's like, oh, you're the mother of dragons. And I'm like, I guess yeah, I am. I like this. <laughs> I like this name. I will keep it. <laughs> but so I, I went into the, uh, the uh, red horde to find a classic that I think everyone should start out with. Now, this is Buckland's complete book of witchcraft. Hold your judgment. I know there is a lot of issues with Bookland. We will unpack that. And in our episode, I want to talk about the book itself. This is not a, this is not the end-all book. I'm going to say my opinion right now. Every single book that's ever been written has writer's bias. You cannot get all your information on something from one book. You need to collect multiple books and make your own opinion. You need to get multiple sources. It's like if you only get something from CNN or you only get something from Fox News and you don't look at other sources. <laughs> Am I boring oh, you, sir? Oh, oh, he's got something to say, huh? Oh, someone's getting wordy. <laughs> uh, you just heard my cardigan corgi, Zwei, named after the corgi in Ruby by Rooster Teeth. He is a very chatty young lad, and he will be making his interjections from here in an episode from time to time, depending on how he feels. I think he's just groaning because I'm talking too much. <laughs> Anyways, so this is a good resource. Like I said, it is not a Bible. It is not the end one. It is not the end all book. It is a good resource to just kind of dip your toe in. <clears throat> And if you have family who kind of wants to understand what you're doing, I think this would be a good way to kind of like say, here, here's kind of the overall view. Yeah, it's I really like how it has a complete history. And it does go into the beliefs, the tools, the clothings, the covens, the rituals, the Sabbaths, and so on and so forth. So this, like I said, it's a good beginner book. But do not keep this as your only book. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, it's definitely a good beginner one-on-one book. Uh, it's very informative. And, you know, I've read this cover to cover, and then I've lent it to somebody, and then bought another book. <laughs> bought another copy. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's one of those books that a lot of people will start with. Um, and as you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know... Um, piggyback off of what you said about that. It's a, it is a very good book for a young pagan to hand to their parents or their uncle or whoever doesn't understand their beliefs for them to be able to get an idea to understand what they're doing a little bit better. 
I mean, except for the part about being sky-clad in the five-fold kiss. Well, but, you I know. mean, no, like we said, no, no book yeah, was perfect. No, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of covens out there do do this five-fold kiss. We don't personally <laughs> do. in ours because I'm not kissing the breast of one of my best friends' fiancés. Not doing that, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's, it's one of those things, you know. In modern times, a lot of people aren't comfortable with skyclad or something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's just really up to how you see it, and that's one of the things I think of what you were leading into about how no book is perfect, because your path is what you make of it. You know. So the more information that you get from different sets of eyes on that information is paramount to your own path and your own growth as a witch. Yeah, because we all know that witchcraft is very much a self-empowerment path. Now, how can you empower yourself if you're blindly following the words of someone else? You can't. The, you have to collect your information. You have to sort through what speaks to you and what right. doesn't. And you have to create yourself with that knowledge that you're collecting. Right. Like when we teach secrets. So oh, by God. by sta- sticking... Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm finishing. Uh, so by sticking to that one book, you're honestly just limiting right. yourself. Right. So like when we uh, bring seekers on in the coven... Uh, we our, our goal is to teach them to find their own path as opposed to teaching a specific tradition. And then as mm-hmm. members dedicate, our... we will mm-hmm. add a part of their practice into our ritual so that everybody has a little bit of themselves in it. Yeah, and I think that's what makes our magic work so well is we have this complete openness and you know oh uh, what, what would you call it authenticity with each other well we're definitely quite authentic with each other um we're definitely <laughs> a, an eclectic coven to say the least there uh, we go eclectic that's <laughs> yeah. what i'm looking for um but you know we we do follow the whole perfect love and perfect trust idea even though that was a saying from a movie a long time ago it speaks vibes to in a coven setting when you're working with magic and you're working with magic with other people, you have to have that trust with them while you're working with them. So that's one of the things that we do. We want people to find their own way. We just teach the basics and then kind of send them on their way and hold their hands while they're walking through it. Uh, For example, right now I'm studying the Draconic Path right now with one of our members because he felt Mm -hmm. called to the draconic path so i'm walking it as far as i will with him on that and i've collected books (laughs) yes yes Yes, precious okay so (laughs) i i I definitely want to say you know we're, we're definitely coming up on time here but we have something that we're going to be doing every week and this is where you the listeners can get involved with the show all right First things first, go and find our Facebook page, Witchcraft Grenade, all right? And then from there, once a week, I'm going to be putting up a post 
for people to submit pagan memes for the meme of the week. And if you if we choose your memes, we will give you a shout out on the show and we will talk about the meme and everything. Um and you'll be able to follow through on the Facebook page okay. of who won, what meme won, and eventually we'll get to where you guys can vote for them. All right yourselves and then we'll go from that route um so definitely go to our facebook page and drop a like and stay tuned to it so that way you can be a part of that if you want to uh we've been making our own memes and posting them up um and we're tagging all of those with witchcraft grenades somewhere on there uh just so everybody knows that it's our meme so those memes will not be in contention for the meme of the week for the show. No, that we we're not going to do yeah. that. So, Lady Book Dragon, your meme game is strong. All right. So for this first week, um, I, I know you've got a few up your sleeve to talk about. So. <laughs> oh my God! How do I narrow them down? Well, let's keep it to let's say three. Oh my God! Kill me. <laughs> All right, so there, there's. All right, so here's a pagan one, that I, I'm going to keep it to the ones that are kind of relevant to what we're doing today. Uh, so the first one, first one is uh, nobody fire and air signs. Due to personal reasons, I will be going completely off the fucking rails. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, look, that fits. And now this one, this one's not a funny one. This is a Did You Know, which is a really fun uh, page on Facebook. This is, like I said, it's relevant. Did you know sad, angry, jealous, and guilty feelings can make you a healthier person? Figuring out the reason for your negative emotions and learning from unpleasant experience makes you stronger. And that success can bring happiness. But when you suppress and ignore negative emotions, you eliminate the balance of good and bad because the contrast of feeling sad is what makes feeling happy so wonderful. Happiness wouldn't really exist if you never truly embraced your sadness. It's very deep. That's Boom. Very deep. Yeah, Drop that a, knowledge. A, knowledge bomb. And we're going to bring up with a funny one that I found on Pagan Humor. Me at 16, I'm never going to be like my parents. Me now. Why the hell is every light on in this uh, damn house? I love that one. I I have like fifty. I just laughed so hard I hit my and mic. I'm just going to have to find more. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a bad habit of hitting the table and then the mic picks it up, and it's just like, oh, I gotta stop that if I'm going to keep voice acting. <laughs> All right, so I did my memes now. Lord Cloud, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I want to kind of introduce here, even though we're coming up on time. Uh, we talked about being accountability buddies. Now, why don't we talk about what we want to do for our audience in the next two weeks? Not like for the audience, but what do both of us want to do goal-wise? Will it be shadow work? Will it be something creative? Will it be spiritual? What do we want to do to improve ourselves and make an example of ourselves for our hmm. listeners? I like this. I like this. I also feel like I'm getting put on the spot a little bit, but um, you know, it's not like I'm I had always time down to think for quick it. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to focus on writing poetry for this week and lyrics 
um, maybe I will write a new song that one day may help a pagan along his path. Maybe I'll do something like that this week. Um, I like that's it. something that, you know, I feel very strongly about. So, and it's really one of the ways that I express my craft is through music. Um, mm -hmm. so I think this week, over the next two weeks, should I say, I will work on a song. And, you know, if I do get that song done, maybe I'll play it on the podcast. Ooh, so treats. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I'm sorry to spring that on you, but it's just like I thought of it while we were talking. And it's just like, you know what? I should throw this in there. We should be good yes. examples. What's your, what are you, if people are going to be taking their so time to listen to us. what are you going to do? I want to increase my meditation to twice a week. I want to record these meditations and my dreams if possible creatively. I want to, over the next two weeks, have eight chapters edited. And I want to have my demo track for my voice acting done. So meditation twice a week with recordings and... Um, eight, eight chapters edited and demo, uh, demo recording right, for so voice acting. I think that's, I think that's I accomplishable. Think I'm stay on top of you terrible. throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And I'll stay yeah. on top of you. And and this is what we do. We it's go. always good to have somebody to work with. Um, and you know, there's a lot of lone wolf solitary practitioners out there. You know, you're not alone. Even if you practice as a solitary, you can still reach out and speak to other pagans. You can reach out to me directly if you want. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's like we're all in this together, walking our own paths as individuals. You know, so. But we also have to make sure that we take the time to understand each other and take the time to help lift each other up. Which is precisely what we're doing with this whole accountability buddy thing. So, I'm big on it. I like the idea, and I think we should do it. Mm -hmm. Alright. Okay, so, uh, we're running, we are running a little long, but it is our first episode. We did have to do a lot of introductions, so we'll try to keep it down for yeah. the next, for the episode. We'll try to, on now, But like I said, <laughs> yeah, try. But it, like we said, it we had to do introducing and kind of let you guys know that we do actually like you know research our shit and know our shit, and we're not a couple of holier other than people telling right. you how to live. We kind of wanted to establish ourselves yeah, in this episode. However, you want to live. <laughs> you know, I I, I personally <laughs> see it like this, right? Uh, I've said it a thousand times. If you ever go and check out Moonwool of Magic, you'll hear it too. When I say it's your own personal path to walk. Right? But that doesn't mean you have to walk it alone. But anybody that's going to tell you that you're no. wrong is wrong for telling you you're wrong. Unless if it's, you know, something outlandish where you're praying to a talking taco that shits ice cream. You know? Like. <laughs> I mean, if enough people believe in the talking taco that shits ice cream, how is yeah, it not? Real? I mean, you know. <laughs> but basically if someone says well this may not be the best way have you thought of this way I think would be the best way for you to the think would be the way for you to acknowledge you know what maybe this person might know who they're talking right. about like 
A very gentle approach, not a very blunt. Yeah, like approach. I said, our goal Basically, is not to gatekeep. Our goal is to broaden ideas. We we want to give you the tools and the resources. Right. We we care about our community, and we really do want to give back as much as we can, yes. which is the role of a high priest and priest priestess. Um, I think. I figured it out best before you asked me to be a high priestess. I figured out when you're ready to be a high priest or a high priestess, you you know it's the job you don't yep. want. <laughs> like I said, it's a calling. And when you answer the calling... It's not, you know. it's not fun and games and having people listen to what you say. It's ser- ser- being of service to others and helping them right. along the way. And a lot of slamming your head against the And expecting nothing in return. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And being an example, which fucking hell, I hate being an example sometimes. It's just like, great, now I gotta be an well, adult. Well, every now and then you get Fuck. made the example, too, because we're not perfect. We make mistakes. You know? Mm-mm. So, it, it is what it is. No. But, I yeah. we, we have seen the downfalls of high priests and priestesses who are just like, I'm perfect, this is what I think, I'm holier than thou, and it's just like, they crash and burn, and they crash yeah. and burn hard. So, I want to thank everybody who stuck through and hung out and listened to the episode and everything uh it means a ton to me personally and especially those who have been waiting for these episodes to start coming out yes um we started with the meme game and we're like oh wait but we're a podcast and then we did we did wait it was really youtube youtube (laughs) podcast um and we ended up having to take it down, <laughs> which I'm not going to get into why. I did a bad. Uh, we ended up having <laughs> to take it, it down, and then I lost all of our other footage. <laughs> so here we are, starting over. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Look forward to episode two, where we're going to be talking about other stuff. <laughs> all right i'm just like wait did we think about this <laughs> we haven't exactly planned it but we do have a template i just don't have it in front of me all right guys so until next time guys if you're here for this long i am cloud the pagan rapper and i'm lady book Dragon. right lessons and blessed be guys thank you so much blessed be <laughs> i love it